Welcome back to Division One Rejects. A little bit of a hiatus from us. Uh, no episode last week, but fellas, I am definitely excited to be back here with Jimmy Martin, Jambo. How we doing? And Tyshawn King. Ty, what's good, bro? Shout out to the guys, man. I missed y'all. I did too, man. It's good to be back here in the good dungeon to be for back. now. Um, and before we get started here, I would like to say, check out the socials. D1, uh, D1 underscore rejects on Twitter and at Division One rejects on Instagram. Teaser up today for our new studio here that's been a uh, work in progress over the last couple of weeks. So that is going to be the new place we'll be recording all of our episodes. So make sure to check us out on the socials to see that. But today, guys, we've got the guest of a lifetime, I guess you could say. One of the bigger ones in, in our experience as a podcast, GLIAC Associate Commissioner Cameron Trudell. He'll be joining us here just shortly. If, uh, you know, He played football at Walsh as a linebacker. We talked to him. Absolutely fantastic conversation with Cam about the future of the GLIAC and uh, as far as us joining the Big Ten Officiating Consortium, some potential bowl games in the future for the GLIAC. A lot of big stuff on the, on the podcast today. But outside of that... We will be talking a lot of NFL, fellas. Free agency right now, wild. We're going to do our best to cover all the biggest deals that have been made thus far. Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers. Deshaun Watson's meeting with teams to get out of Houston. Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Devontae, we just heard, is being sent to the Raiders. That's a huge one. Allen Robinson, another recent deal. Um, J.C. Jackson, all, all of these moves are, are unreal. There's even more than that. So stick around and uh, and find out about those. We will find out and discuss what teams have made the biggest moves thus far in free agency. The Jaguars seem to be one of the bigger, the bigger spenders this year. Um, and how can we forget Tom Brady's out of retirement? It sounds like it feels like it happened a little while ago, but we haven't had the chance to come on here and talk about it. So we will cover that later on in the episode as well. But as always, you can listen pretty much anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D One Rejects and on Instagram at Division One Rejects to see highlights from today's conversation. And like I said, go check out the studio on the socials. But before we get into all that great stuff, let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Mr. Cam Trudell. Joining us now is one of the associate commissioners for the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. I don't care how many times you say it, it's still a mouthful. A former GLIAC player himself at Walsh University, it's Cam Trudell. Cam, super excited to have you on. Appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, seriously. And uh, like I was telling you before we got started, when I was uh, you know shooting a shot in the dark to you and some of your colleagues, they had all told me that if you're going to have anyone on the podcast, Trudell is the guy to have on. So when you got back to me, I was ecstatic that we could uh, get you on here and, and talk some football. Absolutely, man. I'm always happy to talk football, especially with some of our uh, current student athletes. Uh, anytime I get to connect with you guys, it's always a good time for me. For sure. I love that. And just looking into your your history a little bit, you obviously uh, played at Walsh University. I didn't I didn't do enough research, so uh, that that's on me. But what position were you at uh, at Walsh? Yeah, I played linebacker back in my heyday, so uh, I graduated in uh, 2014, and um, I, I couldn't. I could probably play a, a good uh, two plays right now, and I'd be <laughs> winded. But uh, but yeah, back great. then I could move around a little bit, so I was uh, the guy in the middle. Played Mike. Good stuff, man. I mean, we know how uh, important that position is, especially for us. Uh, we had a, a freshman middle linebacker come in who was the freshman of the year last year and Will Borchert. So uh, that position yep. for us has, has been a big one. Um, but I guess we'll kind of dive right into the biggest news of the GLIAC as of late, which is the fact that we're joining the Big Ten Officiating Consortium. And I, like many people in the football world, had never really heard of this until the GLIAC posted about it. And when it talks about the purpose yep. of the consortium, it's to identify, recruit, train, develop, assign, and evaluate game officials. That is, that's a lot of stuff right there. So tell me, tell me a bit more about what that means for our league and, and why it's such a big deal for us. Yeah, man. Well, uh, and, and 
my role specifically and and us at the conference office we're always looking for ways to uh continue to, to add value to the product we're putting on the field and uh trying to do everything we can from our chairs to uh continue to to get uh or provide a better student athlete experience um a better experience for our coaches better experience for our fans the parents watching so um we had some contacts at the big 10 um bill carollo amazing guy he's been the uh, the the oversight for the Big Ten uh, officials forever now. He's been around for a long time. He's yep. got a ton of guys um, that have gone on to, to referee in the NFL, right, Super Bowls. Um, he's got guys at every level, uh, but he is a great guy. He uh, and one of his partners, Bob Wagner, Bob's also a great guy, been around a long time. They put together this consortium, consortium a long time ago. Uh, and, and pretty much what it is, right, and why it's so important for us. Again, we talk about adding value to our leagues. When we look around the landscape of Division Two, uh, we want to set ourselves apart, right? So of course. if we can go and dive into the pool, the same pool of officials that are being used at the Big Ten level and at the MAC level, if we can do that, pull those officials into to our pool as well, obviously we're going to get a, a better, more clean game. Our coaches will be happier and again, our players will be happy as well. Um, with that being said, our GLIAC officials that we currently have, those guys do a great job as well. Um, they have to continue to do a great job, right? So as you mentioned, now they're being evaluated every single snap, every single game they're being yeah. looked at, they're being graded, uh, right? And if you, you know, you want to continue to be in our league, you have to continue to do a great job, right? And I love it. Yeah. You need to, to move up and, and uh, officiate at the MAC and the Big Ten and go on to wherever from there. But uh, huge for our league. Our coaches are very excited about it, and uh, ADs are on board with it, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing our officials uh, kind of go through what they do next season and, and seeing how it impacts you guys. For sure, and I, I just didn't really think about it in that fashion of how this could really be a two-way street and uh, a mutually beneficial arrangement for the officials that are currently in the GLIAC, a lot of which I'm assuming have aspirations to officiate at higher levels, like you said, Mid-American Conference, the MAC here in Michigan, as well as the Big Ten. And I just was wondering because, um, I guess first, first before I get to that, Coach Nystrom, the head coach up here, he said something about um, the officials today at practice, and when I kind of explained it to a couple of the guys that were in the same pool now, like you just said, with the Big Ten and the MAC, I got some pretty funny looks in the locker room, man. Those guys didn't really, uh, you know, they're trying to get to grasp with that. And like, why would those guys come uh, be officiating our games? But I think um, as a whole, it's just such a great idea. And like I said, it could be really mutually beneficial for uh, both the officials and uh, the league itself. But going back to my uh, initial thing here, the Big Ten, the MAC, two Division One leagues in Michigan, or conferences rather, were the first Division Two conference as to be part of the consortium. What was the process like to get granted membership, I guess would be the correct term. Did you reach out to them, they to you? How did that process work? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a mutual thing. Um, again, I, I'd kind of known uh, Bill and Bob from uh, some of my stops prior to being here and kind of reaching out to them. And it, it just so happened that they had been wanting to uh, get the GLIAC to be part of their uh, consortium for a while now. Um, so reaching out to them, they were stoked uh, to be part of this because, again, we – and I don't want to use the word feeder system because, again, we, we are using the same pool of officials, right? So, again, yeah. some of the guys actually going up to Northern here for your spring game are going to be some Mac guys, right? Of course, that's um, what I heard. So, they, yeah, they, they, are, they are stoked, um, and they, they were stoked when we reached out to them. Uh, with that being said, 
right? Take nothing away from the GLIAC, right? You got the Big Ten, sure. You got the Mac, sure. But we, we play the best brand of football in Division Two, hands down, right? You guys know we, we have a national championship this year. Sorry, I got some background noise. Oh, man, you no, you're good. We've got, a, you're uh, good. We, we, we've got a national champion in our league this year. Uh, it's a grind in the GLIAC week in and week out, and we have eyes on us, right? So, right, you talk about the GLIAC, whether it's Division Three, Division One, whomever, right, that name is going to ring bell. So, again, they were very excited to be part of this, and um, I think they were excited as we were to uh, have them on board. Totally. And you talked about the brand of football that is up here in the GLIAC. And I think, like you said, nationwide, it is known as some of the, if not the best Division II conference. Obviously, the Ferris State's run last year, uh, a team like Grand Valley who went to the playoffs and quite honestly could have made it further had they not run into the buzzsaw, buzzsaw, excuse me, that was the Bulldogs. But the thing that I'm uh, really excited to talk to you about is the future of our league. And we're down to just seven teams currently in the GLIAC, with the two most recent departures being Ashland and Northwood, obviously, both joining your alma mater, Walsh, in the GMAC, or the Great Midwest Athletic Conference. Um, There's been a lot of talk and and speculation from coaches, players, fans, and alike about what the next couple of years will look like for the league. I just want to know what direction you see the GLIAC taking in the near future, uh, as much as you're allowed to talk about, as far as uh, adding new teams or potential uh, different league restructuring is concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, just to kind of touch on the, the GMAC piece, they, they do a great job. Um, that league has, has really built itself up to to sustain, and right, they, they will be around for a long time, right? You got a, yeah. a league full of private schools. It, it makes a ton of sense, right? Ashland's right in the middle of that footprint. Uh, Northwood, they're private. They're, they're going to jump over into the GMAC, and we'll see how that thing goes as well. But mm-hmm. uh, for us, um, can't say a whole lot, but what I will say is uh, the, the the future is bright for the GLIAC. Uh, we, we've got the membership uh, carousel kind of happening at every division, at every level, every conference, right? You just saw two two teams or two schools from the GLVC jump to Division One, right? So now they're down yep. to seven as well, and right? So there's a, a lot going on, right? Of course. Top of the top, you got Texas jumping over to the SEC and Oklahoma, right? Like there's there's a lot going on. With that being said, um, we are focused every single day on uh, membership. Memberships our number one priority right now. Uh, we we've got some schools in our footprint that we are certainly uh, optimistic about. And and again, as as far as uh, that's about all I can say. But what yeah, I will say course. is, you guys you guys stay tuned, and uh, hopefully we've got some pretty exciting news coming up here very soon for you all to to read about. That sounds great to me, man. And like I said, I know you might not be able to reveal too much here, but um, I figured I would ask because that's something that a lot of people have been uh, wondering about for a long time. And when you talk about the league being down to those seven teams, now one of the problems with the fewer teams in the league is having to schedule more out-of-conference games for the GLIAC teams. And and we've struggled with that. We're having our official schedule released, I believe, on Wednesday. So I've, I've taken a look at that because I run our, our socials here. Um, but that's pretty late as far as uh, a, a usual schedule release is because our our staff was having quite the time uh, filling some of those games in the schedule. Now, oh, yeah. I think for you, with a lot of the GMAC teams being very close to our downstate schools, like you said, a little bit of a different um, setup as far as uh, the, most of them are the private, a little bit, maybe a little bit smaller schools, a few of them. But something that I had thought of that I would call, for lack of a better term, a Midwest champion of sorts. This game would be decided between the league champs of the GLIAC and the GMAC. And this might be something far-fetched, but how far-fetched would that would be and 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 what would you think of that idea to have that type of competition within our Midwest region? You know, we uh, well, first when we when we jump into scheduling, that's uh, that's probably my biggest my biggest headache uh, right now, and that 
that <laughs> keeps me up at night trying to figure out what we can do to get games on our schedule. Um, you know, you put together our conference schedule. There's there's six conference games here. That's that's good for nobody, right? So <laughs> uh, we we uh, we have certainly uh, tried to reach out to some different conferences to to get some conferences to align with us and do some different things of that nature. But um, it's a it's a tricky thing, especially right now again with uh, the realignment that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, I don't think that idea is far fetched at all. Um, certainly something we but we've thought about. We've been approached. Um, as a league to uh, potentially sponsor some kind of bowl game or um, right some sort of championship or what have you, but uh, got to get a dancing partner, right? Of so, course, of course. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's been a bit of a grind with the scheduling piece, but again, that that idea is a great idea, and that's not far fetched at all. Certainly, something we've had on our uh, on our our agenda to kind of play around with and continue to put some uh, brain power toward, but uh, nothing gets popped yet, but I appreciate you bringing that forward. Yes, of course. And and I want to say in the GMAC, um, we'll stick with that. Hillsdale went and played, was it some type of crossroads bowl or something along those lines? You know more about than I yep. do? Yeah. So the GMAC GLVC, they've got their, uh, the crossroads. Bowl. Okay. So, so that's between those two conferences. Uh, yep. So that, that's got what it. it is, right? When, when you have two conferences or someone wants to sponsor a bowl game, uh, they have to get two conferences on board. So again, we we've been approached, and uh, we we'd be willing to we'd be willing to participate. Right? It just depends on uh, who our dancing partner is, and if we can get a dancing partner. Of that's course, a, that's a big key. Yeah, and I think something that makes that even more plausible, I guess, in a sense, is that we still have so many great rivalries between the schools of the two conferences because having so many of them being closely removed, Ashland and Northwood were my my first two examples, but I remember when, um, I haven't been around too long, obviously, as far as the league is concerned, but when Hillsdale was a member of the GLIAC and, t- and teams like uh, Finley and you know those type of teams were part of the GLIAC and all those other Ohio schools, even before their time, then the league was uh, prosperous and very large, but you still have many of those great rivalries, I guess the most notable one, right? Right now would be Northwood um, moving over to the GMAC and keeping Saginaw Valley on the schedule for their annual uh, Axe Bowl game. So that'll be one that uh, I'm definitely excited to to tune in for because just because of that, I think that cross-conference play adds another dimension, another wrinkle to those rivalries. Absolutely, absolutely. And, a, and another piece, just to, uh, just to throw this out there, again, we are the best football-playing conference in the country, Division Two, hands down. There's, there's no debate, right? Um, so with that being said, it, it certainly makes it a lot tougher when you try to get those uh, when you try to get other conferences to jump into some sort of uh, conference alignment or whatever, right? But right, you guys, you guys are good, <laughs> right? We are, we are <laughs> hey, really good. We found so, that out this year, man. We we're playing some pretty good football at times, and you and you go on the road, especially in the GLIAC, and especially coming up from Marquette. And, you know, traveled down to Big Rapids uh, right after a trip down to Saginaw Valley. And, and those were two quality football teams, man. Even when you're playing your best at sometimes, it's just uh, every week is, is just a grind. And there, there really, truly are no off weeks in the GLIAC like we found out this year. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And that's what, that's what makes us us. It's, a, it's, it's great, uh, but it is a, it is a problem. Uh, depending on the perspective <laughs> you're looking at it from, but it's a great problem to have. But again, yeah. we we are uh, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that our our membership will look uh, completely different here within the next couple of years, and um, we we uh, we are very optimistic with where we stand today. Fantastic. Well, that that's great to hear, and I, that's just something that I've been I've been wanting to hear for a while because um, sometimes it's obviously hard from a player or coach's perspective because um, from the conference, obviously you guys 
don't post a lot about that type of thing because you just can't. And sometimes I, I truly understand that, but it's just hard sometimes to see because you want to see that progress made. But I'm just very glad to hear that those steps are being taken. And I, I got no doubt that we're going to be set up in a great position here in a couple of years, like you said. Um, but the last thing for you before I let you go here is um, going back to some speculation as far as the GLIAC is, is concerned is one side of the argument goes and how the GLIAC can expand. The other side of the argument obviously goes to how the GLIAC will fall and or dissolve, which I would say that is pretty far-fetched at this point in time, but the talk seemingly every year is about Grand Valley making the jump up to the Division One level. I can, I can definitely see why. They've got over 20,000 students. Uh, the booster support for their football program is unreal. I've seen their facilities. I'm sure um, you've witnessed a bunch of them yourself, uh, four national championships since 2000. Uh, but asking you to making this jump, we talked about the two teams in the GLVC that are doing this right now. What is the hardest part about making that jump, and why do you think that Grand Valley has yet to do so? I mean, there, there's, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot that goes into it, right? And again, we, we are in a point of, of, of teams can, or sorry, institutions kind of bouncing around between divisions, between conferences, whatever else. There's a whole lot that goes into it. Um, a lot of money, obviously. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with that being said, I mean, Grand Valley is an amazing institution. Uh, Coach Mitchell does a, a, an absolutely outstanding job with those guys over there. They're a great program. Um, I mean, there's no place like it in Division Two. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, um, I, I'm not sure why they haven't made the jump. I'm not sure if that's something <laughs> they're thinking about. Um, all I can it say seems is, like it's people... all the pieces are in place, right? I mean, as far as <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking from a you know a functional and, and just a strategic standpoint, but hey. Yeah, you know, I, all, all I can all I can say is I hope that we can keep them in our league because they certainly add a ton of value to to what we do here at the GLIAC and yep. uh, certainly make us uh, more marketable to other schools wanting to join but um you know they they do a great job but that's no different from right you look at you guys you look at Saginaw you look at whomever right I mean we uh, that's the thing about our league is we are I mean across the board you guys everybody's solid right we look at enrollment we look at um how you guys compete on the field the whole picture right everybody is solid so it's not just a Grand Valley thing right any of you guys can make the jump if you really wanted to do so, right? But it kind of depends on where your institution is as far as, um, right, what's important right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, again, I can't, I can't really get into – or I don't know why Grand Valley hasn't made the jump. But, again, I'm certainly enjoying having them in our league, and they, they add a ton of value to everything that we do. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be making the trip down to Lubber Stadium here this upcoming season. I am, uh, I'm very excited about that. We had a close one. We had a barn burner, man. And they came up to the dome this last year, beat us by four. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I oh, yeah. that game was fantastic. I can only expect uh, another one of those great ones. But uh, Cam, that's all I've got for you today. I really appreciate you. Cannot say enough. I really appreciate you taking the time out and coming on the pod today to talk some football. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys having me. You guys have a great spring, right? All right, yes, appreciate sir, it, Cam. Too. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thank you. I'll see you. Great conversation with Cam Trudell. That was uh, that was everything I expected from that and more. I was glad that he was actually able to talk about it. I didn't know if he was going to be handicapped as far as, you know, oh, I can't say too much about this or that. We got a good amount of uh, information about uh, from him. Oh, certainly. Yes. And I think actually one of the more surprising and hopeful things for me was the possibility of the word bowl game being thrown around for the GLIAC. That'd be unreal. It's exciting. The amount of hype I think would be around that. If Even if it was obviously the GMAC would make the most sense being that they're uh, geographically, one of our closest uh, conferences, and also pretty good. You know, you have to put that in there as well. They've got some solid teams in that league, so that would make a lot of sense. But um, the future of the GLIAC right now, pretty crazy, and there's a lot that could go on. Um, if I didn't, What we didn't get to talk about him with is about if the GLIAC did fold, what would we do? 
What would us and Michigan Tech do up here in the UP? I, I assume we Northern would go Northern ahead Sun. and join, yes, the Northern Sun the Conference, Minnesota, the Minnesota yeah. teams. To talk about a league that is also very good. Extremely. They got, they got Minnesota State, Mankato. Yep, Mankato's Duluth. fantastic. Bemidji, Duluth was very good. Bemidji State uh, also had a solid they got team. Minnesota State, Moorhead, I believe, as well. Really? I didn't know about that. I know Dragons, those, yeah. those top three. Minnesota State. Winona State is in that. Winona State's really good. Really? Winona State's good, yeah. Huh. I actually took a visit there. I did not know that. I've never yeah. heard of them. Yeah. yeah, but no, those top three that you listed, I know we'll all have solid programs. So that would be interesting if uh, if we do end up making that move eventually. And, and I, I said that to someone, and they said, oh, that's like a seven-hour drive. You know what I, I said, we drive seven hours to go to our teams right now. That's yeah. not really that different. So that would be interesting to see if that uh, would ever come to fruition. Hopefully it doesn't because that would mean the GLIAC is done. Um, but if we do ever get to that point, obviously there, there should be some type of backup plan in place. But, fellas, NFL, free agency, I've been doing enough freaking talking as far as the interview with Cam Trudell goes, so you guys can take this one over a little bit. I'll get you started, though. Here are the biggest deals. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Let's start with the reigning, the two-time reigning MVP, two-time, two-time, Aaron Rodgers. And his contract, although it was listed a little bit differently, it's essentially three years, $150 million, with two voidable years on the end of the contract that could allow the team to spread out the cap hit down the road. Also, I don't know if he'll actually be playing for another five years in Green Bay. It sounds like so. Not at all. What was yeah? What was exactly? What was the reaction to this? And what are we thinking of the deal? He getting paid. Yeah, I he feel is. like that's a that's a trend. That's just like Von Miller deal. Von Miller not going to play six years. No, for the Bills. He getting paid. Mm-hmm. And what you going to do? Tell him no. He going to tell Aaron Rodgers no? Yeah, we can't give you that. All right, see ya. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like. He just getting paid. That's all. He and earned it. Especially Von Miller after the, the season that he had. The numbers he put up in the playoffs. Were he, had, he had a real Very, good playoff stretch. Extremely. Like, especially in the Super Bowl. Pretty Dude, quietly, like too. 2015 like, playoff like run. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that run with Denver was very reminiscent of that. But the thing is about that team is that he was kind of the face of that team at one point, right? You see him walking around with this cowboy hat all the time when you're talking about the promotions and stuff for the Super Bowl, obviously Peyton. But... Right now, I mean, he was a lot quieter of a piece of that team, but just as instrumental, I think, to that Broncos team. 100%. Yeah. Which was which was unreal. But um, Aaron Rodgers also, I mean, we can talk about uh, Devontae Adams. I guess you might as well just go right off of that. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. I, mean, I don't want to leave Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers talk too soon. Um, I guess one thing, too, is how's Jordan Love feeling about this whole situation? I don't care if I'm Jordan Love. You don't care at all? You're nah. just making your money? I'm sitting back. Sitting back. Collecting paper and learning from one of the best to do it ever. Yeah. Well, he's been learning. Because once he leaves, Jordan Love ain't ready. Because we saw that when they played Kansas City. It's he ain't ready. Game. It's only one game. Man, he ain't ready. I mean, hopefully we don't. they don't have to find out. Because if they do, I, 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 for now, I agree with Ty that he might not be able to do it for him. But I also think, to back you up a little bit, a quarterback can't play to their full level of competition unless a team really endorses them. I think that does a lot for a quarterback's play, right? And it, if a team is 100% behind you and endorse you as their guy in the locker room, that can do wonders for somebody's play, especially like Jordan Love, who I'm assuming doesn't have the most confidence in the building, I'd imagine, right? He's been kind of downtrodden and beaten from either public opinion or from the people in his own building. So I'm not sure how that dynamic will work out, but Aaron Rodgers is back. There's not really too much else to it. He actually came out on Twitter and had to, like, verify. What's up with insiders? Can't even get the information right because they're all too worried about getting the thing out first. Insiders. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating as hell. I I really don't understand if it's Rappaport or Schefter. um, Can't stand Schefter, to to be honest with you. (laughs) Why you don't Rodgers Schefter, man? Cannot stand him because he pushes his own agenda with this news. Yeah. All the time. Remember when he broke that news about uh, Aaron on draft night last year? 
No, what was, was it? Was it? Was it Aaron? I'm trying to think of it. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it was uh, about the trade and the, what the remember he's holding out. He didn't report the minicamp and all that stuff, and he was trying to report. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Aaron Rodgers, but he reported it just a couple hours before draft night because that's when all the drama happens, and he knew that would be the headline and, and kind of take over. And, and Schefter, for me, he just he's an unreliable. He's not good on TV. I can't. I just can't. I can't with this guy anymore. He needs to be out. Hey, man. Hey, you're going to take his job. I don't like Stephen A. Smith. I don't want his job. So. Really? He yelled. Me and Jimmy was talking about it earlier. You know what I'm saying? Because he yells. He, it's all he do is yell. Anything, <laughs> yell and make him right. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm going to do my best Stephen A. right now. <laughs> do I need to turn on the microphone? <laughs> Kyrie Irving <laughs> won't get the shot. Brooklyn not going to win the show because he don't want to get the shot. Everybody else is vaccinated. This brother's the baddest man like, bro, you just yelling, bro. Stop yelling all the time, man. It's okay to have an inside voice. Then they have to skip Bayless. I can't even watch for his take no more. Skip's I don't bad. even want to talk about Skip's, it no more. Skip's yeah, tough. Skip's, Skip's tough. I can't lie to you. But, but the um, knockoff, even worse. After this podcast, go watch the Skip Bayless knockoff that they just had on that. It was, I can't do that. I don't know if I can do that. But back to the deals. We'll stay in the quarterback realm. We talked about Denver a little bit right there. Denver and the AFC West as a whole is stacked. And I was just telling you, Jimmy, before the podcast started, it's going to be almost the new NFC West. Right, these teams are loaded. You said probably the best conference in football. I think uh, since I've been alive, I <laughs> think. Like, uh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had, clear, I had to clear my throat. Of course, since I've been alive, I think this is the most stacked division that there has ever been, like star power wise. Bold claim. We they haven't no, even. Star, really... I'm talking about star power. Yeah, in one division. You got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson. Those are only the Derek Carr. Derek, They're only yeah, the quarterback. Derek Carr. Nah, and, nah, now, and now you just got Devonte Adams, J.C. Jackson, Cleo Mack, like. You just continue to add superstars, and I, I, I'd be surprised if they were if they were done making acquisitions. To be frank with you, because these are all teams that are trying to contend and win a Super Bowl. That's true. They, I think these teams are starting to realize very soon here that their window is right now, and then they need, they need to capitalize on that. Especially if you're a team like the Chargers, who have made some huge additions, yeah. and you got a guy like Herbert that. Uh, has been putting up insane numbers. We saw him in the playoffs against Mahomes and the whole overtime rule and all of that was absolutely crazy to, to, to win. Oh, that's Allen, sorry, not Herbert. Um, uh, but that would have been Allen. But um, Herbert still has been putting up some some unreal numbers, um, but they don't have some of the supporting pieces that he needs. And I think they've realized that and have really embraced that and starting to build around him. But Russell Wilson, the Broncos get the Seattle quarterback and a fourth-round pick from the Seahawks. This is what they sent over. Two first-round picks, two second-rounders, a fifth-rounder, Drew Locke, and tight end Noah Fant. Denver also picks up Wilson's current contract. He leaves almost $30 million in dead cap back in Seattle. They can't even do nothing. Who's the winner of that trade? Denver. It should be pretty obvious. I, I just wanted to make sure we're all on the Denver. same page. But I don't that. know. Seattle didn't lose the trade, though. Yeah, so Noah Fant is a pretty big addition. And I don't know if it's going to be Drew Locke season in Seattle. They should draft quarterback. That's what Drew you think? Lock, Drew huh? Locke sucks, dude. Who are they going to draft? That's, that's a good question. They don't even have a first-round pick. That's a great question. They should draft, they should draft a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. They don't even have a first-round pick. They might not need one with this they quarterback should, class. Uh, oh, I, didn't, I didn't say when or where. I just said they should draft a quarterback. I, I, I go out this year and let Drew Locke start every game. Really? So he can bomb us to 4-13, and, and then we drop the quarterback. <laughs> there you year. go. We're going to get Bryce Young. That makes more sense, to be honest. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, and I would personally would not be surprised to see Pete Carroll out of Dodge here. Pretty soon. Um, we've seen a couple coaches do that. Sean Payton, I guess most notably recently, he got his team in, a, in an interesting position. He knew that his window was small as far as Super Bowl potentiality. You have those multiple, was it three different dramatic finishes for the Saints in the playoffs in the postseason? After that happens, look at their cap space numbers and they're losing players. Obviously, Drew Brees leaving was 
the blow that kind of what's the word like the the card that toppled the tower or whatever nail in the coffin nail in the coffin thank you very much but you look thank you i I just can't come up with these things tonight but when you look at the cap space of a team like the saints it was no wonder that sean payton got out of there when he did um and what makes it even worse is that Kevin James played him in that movie. Did you guys watch hey, that? <laughs> I, 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 I did watch was the it movie. Decent? It, it was very heartwarming. Was it? it was. It was. Because, like, you know, listen, listen, listen. It's a little cheesy. It yep. is. But if you're going in there, like, to watch this movie, like, wow, I'm going to sit down and watch this movie and have, like, an unbiased perspective and, not, like, not look at what I saw in the commercial. Just watch it. You just got to go in the right mindset. You see, mindset. like, how Sean Payton and his son, like, kind of, like, bonded over it. Because they weren't really close before that whole okay. thing, you know. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but... Oh, please don't. Yeah. It's good. No, I... Like, like, like I'm going to go watch it. I know. I, I encourage you to watch it. I do. I do. I do. Oh, but... Okay, but but Noah Fant. I go back to the to the trade here. Noah Fant is a big acquisition for them. And that's not someone, you know, typically that you would go after if you thought you were going to go into a rebuilding process. So that was something for me that, that struck me a little interestingly because you would probably go after more picks if yeah. that's something that you wanted down the road. Um, but still, two first-rounders and two second-rounders? That's a lot of draft capital. I was kind of surprised. I, I honestly didn't know if Russ was worth that much. I really didn't. Okay. Especially when you're picking up the contract that he's already carrying, which is a pretty hefty contract. It is That is a absolute king's ransom of a deal for Seattle. But listen. Yeah. Is but they that, still lost. Are they trying to win a Super Bowl this year? Yes. Can Russell Wilson help them win a Super Bowl this year? You're talking about Denver. Yes. Yeah. Denver, yeah. And yeah. I guess another thing to note that's worth of mentioning here is that that deal happened right after Aaron Rodgers announced that he was going back yeah. to Green Bay. So if, if there was any doubt or superstition about uh, Denver not being in the Rodgers uh, pipeline there or trying to get him recruited up to come up to uh, to Mile High Stadium, um, that that all went out the window. Because as soon as they found out their, their number one guy was not an option anymore, they hit up Russ. And if you're Russ, I guess that's kind of a... You, know, you kind of get it. Two-time MVP. like He's, he's been the man the last couple Russell of years. Russell Wilson but. knows that Aaron Rodgers is better than him. Deep down, I, I would hope so. Like, I, would, I really here, would. But here's the thing. I mean, how old's Russ? Like 32? That's a good question. I don't actually know off the top of my head. Hey, they got the same amount of Super Bowls. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. He's I'm not saying he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but like. But he's, yeah. He, he wins a couple here in Denver, maybe an MVP. Like, Russell Wilson could be like, end up being like a top 10 quarterback of all time if he like keeps it on his track right now. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. take, but you're not here's wrong. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You stack up, maybe, let's say he wins one in Denver. You got two Super Bowls there. He's probably going to finish with like sixty or 70,000 passing yards by the end of his career. Wild. There's a, like he's, he, been a he's, na- he's been a prominent name for yeah, a very long yeah. time, which he, is it's just that level of sustained success is pretty crazy. And I guess another thing here is that according to Ian Rappaport, we'll go back to our insiders that I just love so much, uh, Denver was the only team that Russ wanted to go to. Does that I just find it hard to, to believe. Does that just have to do with the fact, if it is true, assuming it is true from our boy Ian, does that just have to do with the fact that the position they are in right now is that it's a must-win position and that Russ wants another crack at the Super Bowl? I'd imagine that has to be it. Yeah. Right? Denver has a very good roster. They do. Great defense. They have a very good young wide receiver core mm-hmm. that has an unlimited ceiling. You got guys like Jerry Judy. Like, he was one of the best receivers in this draft class. He hasn't had a quarterback yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I, everyone knows like all receivers need a good quarterback to throw them. And vice versa with quarterbacks and receivers. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So, will Russ cook with the Broncos? That's the question. Russell Wilson's the third best quarterback in his own division. I'm, I don't. I don't disagree with no, you. You're, but you're like, not wrong. He's probably like the seventh best quarterback. But look in the at the NFL. division. Yeah, look at the division, and then you got to look outside of that. How about in the conference? You got to make it out of your own division. This is true. A wild card. Yeah, but if well, you're the let's, third, let's see him play. Let's third. see him play. Let's see Russ play in the division first. Okay, so right now I got the Chiefs. If right now I had the Chiefs as the one seed, Chiefs or the Bills, either or. 
I'm saying, as the one or the two. Yeah, very similar to this past year. Who will win the AFC North? I had a Ravens as the, the three seed. The Ravens are going to come back. The whole team was yeah, Lamar, look, when Lamar's back. I had a Ravens yeah. as the three seed. I agree with that. I think that's and fair. who Browns will win the are, AFC South? Browns are out of it. Steelers. Uh, Indy? Tennessee? Maybe. Tennessee is the four seed. Tennessee, okay. Tennessee so or Indy. Let's say, let's It'll say be Tennessee, Tennessee or Indy. LA is the five seed. The Bengals not going nowhere. Six seed. Bro, Broncos True. not no lock. The Broncos are not a lot. The dude, Steelers, dude, you don't know I what Trubisky going to do. The Browns, Browns, are out. That? Browns are out. We ain't talking about Cleveland. We talking hey, about what Pittsburgh. What if Watson goes to Cleveland, though? Right. No, Watson going to the Saints or the Falcons. Well, let's talk about that. Deshaun Watson, which goes right into my next bullet point, our little rundown here. Deshaun Watson, right now the Browns, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons are all in talks with the former Texans QBF. He was cleared from all of those allegations, or I guess acquitted. Is, is the correct Quid, term. Yes. And while he wasn't actually proven innocent, I guess, per se, which a lot not, of people yeah, have... He's just not guilty. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to come after that on the internet. But if you're an NML, NFL GM, excuse me, uh, acquitted and innocent may as well mean the same thing if they're going to get yeah. Deshaun Watson to come play in their building. Of and course. I'm not saying I'm going to take the side of that. Obviously, you know, hopefully you hope that none of that was true about what he did because Deshaun Watson seems to be a, a person of decent character, but we, we don't really know him like that just from what we read. Um... But those are the four teams right now. And after the Browns, if you notice, the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons are all part of the same division. The whole NFC South is coming after Deshaun Watson besides Tampa Bay, who just got their guy back. Yeah, was, they, are, they have the greatest football player so, the time on their team. So, so the Browns, I don't know if that's a, a, a real piece of the conversation, but Watson hasn't played since 2020. He can now waive his no-trade clause and finally get out of Houston, which that situation has been awful for him. Do you remember that clip of him walking off the field after the season with J.J. Watt and, and J.J. Mm-hmm. leans over and says, I'm sorry. We wasted we wasted this season. That was a career-defining season for Deshaun and, and, and not having him play since then has been, has been tragic. But we're excited to see him back on the field again making those electric plays. Um, and that's the same year that they were leading Kansas City by what, 24? They were winning 24 to, 24 zero, to 0. In the division around at Arrowhead. Oh my gosh. And Fans were leaving the game. It. Chiefs fans were leaving the game. In the first quarter, they really, really, they really leaving in the first. It was quarter? later in the fr- it was later in the first quarter, but it yeah, the Chiefs fans were leaving the game. Yeah, twenty four zip and you blow it. That was they they Super Bowl window closed when the Chiefs <laughs> scored a touchdown in that game. That's when they window closed. The it window slammed. With. That window was slammed. The Chiefs let Tyron Matthew walk. They did. Yeah, they signed Justin Reed, but okay. he ain't no Tyron Matthew. I didn't know that. When did that? When did that break? They ain't re-sign them. They didn't franchise tag them, and they didn't agree to a long-term deal. You got to pay Honey Badger. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad mistake. They don't want to pay him because he owed. Yeah. He ain't owed. He's 29. We'll see how that one works out for them. I did not know that off the top of my you head. You see Darius Smith? No. Who's he, where's he from? He was with the Packers. He was all Oh, pro. and he was going to sign they with. him. He's going to sign with Baltimore. No, he's not. And now he's not. So I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, so he's still a free agent. I did see that. They need to day. get my boy Lamar some receivers, man. They tweak. Man, go to Baltimore, Julio. Go to Baltimore with my boy Lamar. I know you listening. That's right. Give my boy some help. He's man. not going back. Hollywood decent now. Hollywood used to be terrible. But he's not a wide receiver one. But well, he ain't no wide receiver one. Wide receiver Julio. Two. Julio's got to get back in number 11, too. That's, man, that's his natural number. Put Julio on whatever he going to go ball in for my boy Lamar. <laughs> um, but moving down the list here, too, let's go to uh, a defensive player here. Khalil Mack from Chi-Town to L.A. Big move. Big move for the Chargers. The Chargers are getting a huge addition to the other side of the line. Um, Obviously, Joey Bosa is the other end of that defensive line. They got him for pretty cheap, in my opinion. And Khalil Mack, obviously, towards the the second half of his career, towards the dwindling years of of his playing days, but he's 
it's not like he's declined a, a great mount, right? Yeah. He's he's been putting up pretty decent numbers and, and been producing for the Bears. We could have got more than a fifth and a sixth. That's what I'm saying. So, it was a second. It was, it was second, so yeah. Round it's a second, second round, round, second round pick in 2022 and a sixth rounder in 2023 to the Bears. Oh, I'm tweaking. I thought we only got a fifth and a sixth. No, we got a second round no. pick. So it's a not second bad. round pick. That, that, that's, it's, that's it's not decent. bad. It's Somebody not got bad. traded for a fifth and a sixth. That was Amari uh, Cooper. Yeah. Was it Amari Cooper? Yeah, that was that was weird. That was wild. I that did not know weird. that either, actually. I think Mark Cooper is worth like at least a second or a third round pick. Yeah. Like, minimum. But I, I still think at that price point, it's pretty cheap for Cleo Mack, a guy who can make an immediate def- uh, difference on a defense. Oh. And we've seen what a second guy can do like that for a team. When you talk about some examples around the league, someone like a Miles Garrett, the way his production increased when they added someone like Jadavion Clowney on the other side, who didn't put up crazy numbers, but what they do, those secondary, those complementary players, are take the eyes away and take some of the pressure away from those number one pass rushers that come around the edge. And I think that dynamic is huge. And if anything, if Cleo Mack doesn't have a breakout season next year, guess who will? Joey Bosa. He might have a, a career-defining year when he gets that help off the other edge and they can't focus more solely on his side. So... That'll be interesting. Uh, moving down the list again, Mitch Trubisky, he's heading to Pittsburgh. We already mentioned it, but to break it down, two years, $14 million, not the most lucrative contract we've uh, talked about today, but that can go up to $27 million with incentives. I don't know if I've seen that much of an incentive-laden contract before. 13 mil? It's kind of wild. That's what that's what, that's what what all the vets going to sign, though. Yeah. Heavy, just heavy. Incentive. Approve it. That's a prove-it contract. Yeah, one or right? So You got to make you work for it. Man. But I guess at the end of the day, Pittsburgh can tell them that they gave him a chance, right? Man, Trubisky terrible. I don't so, care what nobody talking about. Trubisky terrible. Did you see the clip from Colin Coward where he did the blind stat comparison with the other quarterbacks? I saw it, Kobe. You know what else I saw? What did you see? The Him games play? every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. Jimmy, okay, I don't watch. I, you like Mr. Trubisky. Me, I don't watch highlights. I watch football. I watch football. Yeah. Jimmy, hold on. Before you no, interject, no, go you watch the games go just ahead. like I did. Go ahead. Mr. Biscuit throw a pass, you don't know where it's going. <laughs> okay. You don't know if this okay. is going to be a okay. touchdown or he's going to throw it to a center fielder. <laughs> I am not saying that I disagree with that statement you made. Mitch did make some erratic throws. Erratic. And that's how young quarterbacks grow and learn, right? Okay. So listen, you get a guy like Matt Nagy coaching you. Not a good football coach. Can doesn't we, help. Can, can we agree? Yeah, does not can help. Can we agree Matt Nagy is not a good football coach? Ty? Okay. Yeah, Tyshawn agrees. He, he doesn't. Okay. Yeah, Matt he, Nagy, hold on, hold on. <laughs> bro. On everything I love, Matt Nagy was a good coach the year that they went 11 and 5 or 12 yeah. or 4. He, he was a good year. coach that year. And then, and then. Trubisky, after- Trubisky couldn't do nothing for us. He was terrible. He wasn't terrible. Trubisky was decent. He had the third highest QBR in 2018. Come on, man. QBR ain't QB. He had the That's third highest stat. QBR in 2018. Lie. They went 12 and 4 on the division. Look at his okay, stats. Okay, let, let, okay. Let's, QBR is a, QBR is an yeah, important I'll pull stat. From that year, okay. you can no, pull listen, 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 listen. And I, before I'm not even done talking. You keep yet. talking, and I'm. And you keep talking, I, I and I'm gonna read the stats out here. Ty's tile pull it up. You I go think Mitch Trubisky is certainly part of the reason why the Bears never won a Super Bowl with that incredible defense. Yep, Mitch. Mitch limited the Bears' offense. Okay, I am not like he did. Here's the thing. Okay. Other than Allen Robinson, who was Mitch throwing the ball to? There was, there, was not, there was not a lot of depth at receiver. You know who can name him? Ty could probably name him. Okay, I could. Okay. It was like Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller Jimmy was a Grant. dog in twenty in, okay. in twenty eighteen. He had like Trey Burton. Trey Burton was a dog in twenty eighteen. 
Tariq Cohen was a dog Defi- in 2018. Okay, okay. Now, what are they doing now? Are they, even oh, playing? Are, they, are they even in the league? Are they even in the league now? What did Mr. Biscuit just do last year? Sat behind somebody all okay. year. But all right, I'm going to read these stats right. out to you. All right, here we go. This is 2018? 3,200 yards. This is 2018? Yeah, 2018. 3,200 yards. Okay. 24 touchdowns. Okay. 12 okay. interceptions. Okay. Let's stop. 95 that, QBR. Okay. That's What's his completion percentage? You want me to? You, are you those trying are to? Go, you're trying to go deep. Completion, yeah, I'm completion a, I, percentage in 2018. Those are decent stats. 66. percent uh, That's very good. Yeah, what's, your, what's his yards? What's his yards per completion? Yards per completion. Hmm. His yards per attempt were 7.4. How about com- per completion? Anything above like 10 or 11 is like 11. A lot. Okay. Now, now, yeah. these are, now these are pretty advanced stats. I'm kind of I'm digging a little bit deep, but he's an efficient passer. Yeah, but go for it. Just break it down a little okay. bit. So you give you give a guy like Mitch, a coach like Mike Tomlin, who is a far superior coach to Matt Nagy, easily a very good defense and a good wide receiving core. The Ste- there's no reason why the Steelers can't win nine or ten games this year. Yeah, like it's not like Mitch Trubisky's not a he's not a bum. Like, the only you're, reason you're acting, you're acting like he sucks. The only reason twice. I would argue that point is look who they have to play two times each. I agree. The Bengals, the Bengals, and the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. And then and hey, the, I'm trying to see. Could be tough. I was just say the Browns game could be tough too. Even though it sounds like Baker may be out of town and that that team yeah. may be on the decline, that team's not going to roll over for Pittsburgh. No. That rivalry yeah. runs deep, and that's that's not going to be an easy game anyway. So those are six games on your schedule out of seventeen that honestly could be a coin flip for I a lot of those agree. games. So that'd agree. be the only reason why I might argue that, depending on who they have to fill out the rest of their schedule. You know, we'll see. Um, but that'll be that'll be interesting. But can we, we moving on from Mitch? Or are we are we staying no, here? No, Trubisky had five games in which he threw for under 175 yards. Five no, games. His, that was his first year starting in the league. Yeah. No, it wasn't because no, he no, started the year, year before. His first year consistently started, started the year before. Like he started like nine games. That's more than half a okay, season, so Jimmy. Okay, I'm sorry. His That's first, more than his half first, a season. His first full season as a starter, he went to the playoffs and won 12 games and had 30. Lamar Jackson yards. first full season as a starter, he won MVP. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's way better than me. He's a How many though. touchdowns Listen, did I say Mr. Biscay had? 24. 24 and Mar- 12 Mar- interceptions. Like, what, six of them came against the terrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anytime you throw six touchdowns in a game, it's impressive. Anyway, say, anyway bottom agreed. line, I'm not, this is not me calling Mitch a superstar. He's not like, you know, he's not an elite quarterback, blah, blah, blah. He has potential, and yeah. I am, I'm going to see that through. How old is he? 25, 26. I was going to say late he's 20s. A, this is, we're talking about the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Whether he should have went there or not, it's not. That doesn't either here nor there now. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I I agree with you. I actually agree with you. But I think that a lot of quarterbacks in the given situation in Pittsburgh could find success in it. And I'm kind of with Jimmy here. Why not Mitch? Um, And I'm not when I say when I say success. When I say success, that doesn't mean that they're going to go run the division because I don't know if they're going to get past the Ravens and the Bengals. So why do it? But success. What's the point? What's the point of playing to be middle of the Because pack? you know why? Because Pittsburgh is a very prideful organization. They're a very prideful franchise. You got to put your pride. You, they can't have much pride if they sign Mr. Biscuit to be their starter. But looking at it, that might have been one of the better options available. Who, you would why rather, not draft a quarterback? You'd rather have Wentz than Mitch? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I have traded for Wentz. a quarterback. I would have drafted a quarterback. There's no quarterback on the market who would outside you draft? of Deshaun Watson that was worth trying to go get who or Russell Wilson. Would, who would you draft right now to lead that? That program or that franchise, sorry, that's Malik in, Willis. You'd rather really? have him start or Matt Corral this, this really? year instead of yeah. Mitch to start. You'd rather start one of them. Mitch Trubisky not taking Pittsburgh. To, they might as well wow. get ready for their first losing season. Mike Tomlin might as well get ready for his first losing season. I, no, I, I'm not. Well, not with that one. I disagree. The I think they're above five hundred. Defense is like really good. They're above five hundred. They, re- they have a really good receiving core too. Okay, I and Najee Harris. They're gonna have a great run game. I do. I want to. No, no, no. This is what I mean by I watch football. Like. Najee Harris is not a good runner of the football. 
Stop yeah, looking at Russian stats. You can't. Najee Harris is not a good runner of the football. This is rookie year, dude. Man, I'm you not trying to hear that, bro. Running back, you either got it or you don't. Ain't no, ain't no progressing as a running back. You either got it or you don't. He'll be decent. Saquon went for 1,200 okay, rookie okay, year. What he thing. did since then? This Nothing. Just, like, this, that is crazy. Your, you're entitled to your own opinion. I think Najee Harris is good at he, fantasy football. He's a very good football player. When you player. watch football, he is not one of them. All right, bro. And that's just facts. That's all right. That's, I, I, that's not facts. That's your opinion. I think I think I think Najee that's Harris will be. I think Najee Harris will be decent, and we'll see. We'll just see what uh, their offensive line shakes out because they've had a couple uh, inconsistencies as far as as that is concerned. Where a franchise where they've had a stout offensive line for a long history in that franchise. But moving on, uh, a guy that you've talked about a lot is Christian Kirk from Arizona to Jacksonville. Um, the Jaguars gave him a four year. $74 million contract, but just like we talked about with Aaron, the last two years are voidable, and they can cut him if he's a bust to save $11 million in cap space, which is how we're seeing a lot of these deals structured. But he got paid either way, um, and I'm assuming, I don't I don't have the guaranteed money down, but I'd assume a decent chunk of that is guaranteed because if it's all going to be front-loaded like that in that contract, he's still getting his money either way, bust or not. So that'll be interesting. Uh, what do you think... A move like that does for Jacksonville, though, is the question. Okay, so you got LaVisca Chenault, and oh, DJ Chark just left. He's DJ gone. Chark just left, because now he's in the Lions. Yeah. Which, well, Lions fans, before we get on that, Lions yeah. fans are pumped about that they one. They got Chark and Amano St. Brown. Who's going to throw the ball? Yeah, Jerry Goff sucks. Jerry Goff's horrible. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's, let's yeah, stick okay, with right, Jacksonville sorry, for yeah. now. Stick with Jacksonville so You got Jacksonville. Now. Okay. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to throw the ball? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. So you got Trevor Lawrence first overall pick. Okay, everyone, with everyone, a with an actual legitimate coach. Hopefully, yeah. hope you'd hope. I mean, hope. good I mean, lord. Could you think of a worse situation for a no. rookie? The Jacksonville Jaguars franchise and players to begin with is just putrid. It's, it's horrendous. Awful. Yeah, and then you throw a guy like Urban Meyer in, who's just a cancer. Evil. Basically. Yeah, he's evil. And and for like a guy horrible. like not to cut you off, but for a guy yeah. like Trevor Lawrence who has really experienced nothing but success all since high school, going through Clemson and just dominating at the level that he did in such a a crazy fashion, for him to go into the NFL, you knew that he wasn't going to have success right away to that same level, to that same prestige. But for him to go in and have the exact opposite kind of sucked. And I I got to imagine that's wearing on him, but maybe it's just fuel to the fire. Maybe that adds to the chip on his shoulder that he can now actually, you know, use something like that as as fuel like I was talking about. I thought he would play better. I knew the Jaguars were going to be bad, yeah, but, but I, I thought, thought he yeah. would play better. I thought he'd ball out, but I don't know. Maybe it was a lot going on. It's a nice place. Yeah. You would watch you would watch him and you'd be like, "Okay, this guy's got this guy's got a chance." Yeah. Yeah, and then I watch him and be like, "Yeah, that's some Mr. Biscuit do." <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see mention some black and gold. I'm Speaking of, we'll be bringing that I'm clip excited. back around come season. Um, but let's talk a little DJ Shark to the to the Lions. Did you see what they tweeted out uh, today? By the way, no, I did not. It was oh, a picture of Detroit next to the Detroit River, and there was a shark in the river. Uh, and it was like just I don't know. I thought that was awesome. Cool. That, like a quick turnaround of that graphic too. Like someone thought of yeah. that immediately. Um, and hashtag Shark Week was being thrown around a little bit. Shark Week. Shark Week. Dude, I, that, that's a sneaky receiving core because you got you got sweet. you got Josh Reynolds. I mean. Yeah, him and Goff play together. I mean, and they did a, just that's resign. A decent, that's a decent little wide receiver three. You Dude, know? It, it's Am- good enough. Amon Ra has proved himself to be, he was one of the best Wookiee. Wookie. Damn, that's my Star Wars coming out right there. Mm-hmm. Rookie wide receivers this past season, the numbers he was putting up the second half of the season yeah. were on par with some of the better receivers in the league. Yeah. Now, obviously, the consistency there from a young guy is something that you need to get out of the, the kid from USC. But he's going to be 
a stud in that program. And everyone who has endorsed him from the Detroit franchise has said he's going to be a star in this league for a very long time. So I, I'm really excited to see how he develops this offseason and comes back. Then you talk about bringing on Chark. You also just re-signed Khalif Raymond. I don't know if you know anything about yeah, that guy. Raymond, yeah. Quick little punt returner that they have, and he could be he could add another playmaker. layer. He's a playmaker. Exactly. He adds another layer and another wrinkle to that offense. Um, as far as the short game typically is concerned, he's a little smaller in stature, but super quick feet, decent hands, and a really solid route runner. So I'm... Dude, I, I'm high up on the Lions. Are they going to go and get, get into the playoffs? No, but maybe. But I just, I'm very hopeful at the direction of this franchise. 5-12. and 12. No. Simply, just just respectfully, no. 5-12. and 12. I'm gonna, I'm If you leaning, think Jared Goff could get up any more than five games, you I'm out of your mind. I'm more towards 6-11 and 11 or 7-10. and 10. Cause like, okay. I, 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 7 and 10, I think, is, I think, I think it's not 12. out of reach. Here's the thing. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. I... I pay attention to like how teams do against the spread, and that really that really does set. No, no, listen, listen, no, no, no. But if it, teams okay. cover that. That means like they're underrated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the team like the Lions. Like, I no, wish listen, we had listen, the listen, cameras listen, on listen. right now to see Tyshawn's, Tyshawn's face. face. Yeah, disappointment. No, listen, listen. Yeah, it's, it's an important stat to look at. It, it is. is. It is. It's not. It's not the defining thing about a team. Oh, if this team's good against the spread, that means they're a good team. No, yeah, but do you know that's not what I'm saying. Usually, those people, the people in Vegas, are usually correct, yeah. and they usually comes yeah. down to the wire. So if you can prove them wrong on a consistent basis. I mean, they're doing something right. Go ahead, Tyshawn. Do Detroit have the same play caller as they did last year? I, I We're trying to figure that out. Because it, it actually switched halfway through the season. I don't know if you knew that. Because it went from Anthony Lynn to uh, I know they fired MCDC taking over the play calling responsibilities. He did all right. So Is he still there, though? Or are they he, the head coach is there. I don't know I as know far Quinn as there. I I don't know as what the OC situation for them is like a play calling situation. Because once you get a year to sit down and like learn what people like to do, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't care what nobody say. First year, like play callers, always have great success because don't nobody got, really know what you like to do. Like Lamar, Lamar's a quarterback, not a play caller. I know, but like that's like that's, okay. it goes along the same lines of like like when you when you are like fresh, it's hard to stop you because nobody know how to game plan for you. You know, like they know Lamar like to run, yeah. but you don't know what routes he like to throw, where he like to push the ball. You know what I'm saying? You can't you you can learn it, but not to the extent of sitting down and. Getting to actually break down somebody, film, you know? Yeah, and play calling. When you find out what the Lions like to do, and then you take that away from them, the Lions are not that talented to where they would can overcome that. And by the Lions, I mean Jared Goff. And that's where I disagree a little bit, though. Who? What? That's where I disagree. You watch DJ Chart? Yeah. He all right. He's decent. He's decent. He's pretty solid. I'm going to say Brown. Slow. So, I see a solid wide receiver. I see, I see a slow. guy that has a really, really high ceiling. And a ton of upside. Cap. Dude. Golden Tate ceiling at the most. Okay, yeah. No. Golden Tate Golden Tate was, was had not, some very high praise yeah, for him. Golden Tate had a very good career. I'm not, but I, I would think... Golden like, Tate had a decent career. Golden Tate just had pretty highlights that you remember. Golden Tate was not... Listen, we ain't got to go there. I don't like slandering. I don't, you know what I'm saying? No, Golden I, Tate is in the NFL. I don't want to do that. I understand what where you're coming from, though. I'm going to say Brown... Bro, he, bro, y'all like to Detroit. Golden Tate is here. I'm holding my hand up as like a measuring stick. Where in reality, his his actual stats are probably somewhere down here. He's held in a high regard for what he did um, here and some of those big plays that he made that are very memorable. But I understand where you're coming from as far as the actual numbers sometimes were. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Eight thousand career receiving yards. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm, 80, I'm a, 8,200. He had a hell of a career. He's had a, hell of a, he's had a hell of a career. He ain't no slap. No, I, I know that. That's what no I just said. I yeah, didn't say he was he said No, no, I. I'm agreeing. I and we're agree. talking about right now, too, is the thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, he retired um, last year. But, right? yeah. but going off now the talent thing, 
that part of the reason why I disagree with you is that you look at that receiving core that has only gotten better. You look at a quarterback in Jared Goff, who the last couple of games of the season was playing his best football as far as his season with the Lions is concerned, and another uh, the first year in, in that system, right? And then you go on and talk about bringing back a guy like DeAndre Swift, who was battling injuries, one of the better running backs in the NFC. When he was healthy, he was one of the better running backs in the, uh, yeah, I like the NFC. Swift. Swift a killer. I like Swift. He's like he's got it. Yeah, right. Swift we can agree he's got it. Yeah. The offensive line of the Lions, one of their strongest points. But that, it's not crazy. It's a good. It's a good line. But it's one of their strongest it's, focal points it's of their the best offense. Part of their it definitely could be Swift. Is, uh, the the backfield well, yeah, definitely I mean, could be too. Hawkinson too a tight end. Yeah. Hawkinson too is another great piece. Kind of yeah. ties in with that O line, but obviously the receiving capabilities have been have been shown. And his character, the way he's come into his own character since the uh, departure of Matt Patricia, um, and, and ownership, the previous ownership, has been really fun to see. He's been uh, he went from clean cut TJ Hawk at on draft night to. Mr. Long curly hair, big beard, big chain, all the drip all the time. I love it. So he's like embracing that is really cool, but his play has also stepped up, right? Um, so that was awesome to see. The defensive side of the ball is where they need to address some issues, for sure. Not that our offense is perfect, but looking at that team right now, the defensive side of the ball is where they need to address some serious issues. And I, I hopefully they can do that. They're bringing, I don't think the defense that bad. They're bringing I, back I like Anzalone. That one corner they got. They're bringing uh, Jerry Jacobs. No. Who you talking about? The other one. They get all the interceptions. You're talking about uh, 24. Is that Oruare? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Oruare, yeah. I like Oruare, yeah. He's I like solid. He's like, solid. K talks about guy all the time. He does. But like Jerry him. Jacobs is the other guy that is a real young buck that they really love. He tore his, I want to say, Achilles. I don't but he's, know nothing about no Jerry Jacobs. He's solid. I, I want to say it's Jerry Jacobs. I want to say it's Jerry Jacobs. Jeff, Jeff Okuda is, was also injured. Mm-hmm. So he there's gonna, Achilles. there's going to be a guy that's coming back. I want to say Jacobs might have been a knee thing then, because that's, that's what I was thinking of. But anyways, Jacobs was hurt as well, so they're going to have what is some, he like number thirty nine? I don't know. I don't do numbers, but they're going to have guys coming back in that in that defensive backfield that'll be key. Alex Anzalone is coming back, that middle linebacker, long blonde hair from the Saints. Mm-hmm. He's coming back, and you know what? He actually surprised me at times, playmaking ability. He was I knew decent I knew he room. was a leader, and I knew he's one of those guys that, like, locker room-wise, you love to have, like a glue guy. Yeah. I didn't know if he made plays. He makes some decent plays. For sure. So if they address some pass rushing needs and, and some other pieces on defense, I, I really don't see why this team can't win at least seven games next year. You know what's crazy? Hmm. After you – when you put it in a perspective like that and you say all that, they for sure going 5-12. and 12. <laughs> It's an offensive league. You're they don't joking. have the offensive firepower to. You know what I'm saying? He really had me going there for a second, and I thought I had changed his mind the, a little the, bit. The Chicago Bears, the Chicago oh, Bears are going to be terrible next me. year, and they still going to be better than the Lions. No, they are not. Dude, the Bears will be better than the Lions forever. No, they won't. They, the Bears will always literally be, off the, the strength off the strength the of Justin Fields. If you don't have a quarterback who can, Jared Goff will never ever take over a game. We'll see. Jared Goff is trash. He's horrible. I wish I could see like the the heartbreak oh, on right. his face. You're right. You're right. Jared Goff by himself, <laughs> by himself, he will not take over a game. Fair. He's not gonna. He's not gonna do that. He's not gonna pull. Yeah. You can't no, move. You're right. You're right. He can't move either. You're right. He's not, an, he's not he's, an athlete. Jared Goff will never make a play where you be like, man, I'm glad we got him. Uh, yeah. Another thing. When was the last time someone's ever like, like grabbed their TV remote and said Jared Goff highlights on the TV? True. You watch Jared Goff highlights? Yeah, that's a good question. Hell no, you don't. Even when Stafford was playing in Detroit, guys would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess let's go back. We got on a, on a long tangent there. But back to, to free agency, we had one more I wanted to touch on was J.C. Jackson from 
excuse me, from the Patriots to the Chargers, five years, $82.5 million, $40 million of that is guaranteed. That's New England's former cornerback number one. First team all pro last year, and he's a pro bowler. Big time pickup for the Chargers. Just another piece of that defense. I don't know why New Orleans, or not New Orleans, I don't know why New England, New England just let him walk. That is a great question. I would love to know some of the behind the scenes on that and what went down in the process of determining whether or not they'd get him a deal or not. It's a lot of money. Like, at least tag him. Like, how do you just let him walk? Right? I don't understand that. That was very interesting to me as well. So, that that's, as far as free agency goes, that's that's all we've got. But to finish it off, talk a little bit about Tom Brady back in, uh, back in Tampa Bay for his 23rd season. Um, it, it's crazy to me still. It feels like it happened a long time ago because we just haven't had a chance to talk about it. But... It took him less than two months of retired living for old Tom to come back to the league. 40 days, to, to be exact. And I imagine there was a basically a collective sigh of relief from the Bucks organization, many of which were probably still holding on to hope that he would actually come back. Right? I don't know how many of them bought into it initially that he was really done and really retired when he announced that. Right? I didn't think he was coming back. No? No, I thought he was Because he is done. a pretty calculated guy, and that's what their quarterback coach was saying on the, on the Pat McAfee show the other day, is that... The one thing that kind of had him hesitant about it is that Tom doesn't make rash decisions like that, right? It wasn't like a um, it, something he didn't, he didn't retire like two days after exactly they lost. like something sudden had happened or something that he had yeah. made a ra- like he had thought about this like very calculated. But I, I guess it, it just over, it just sure. took him that long to realize that he had what do you say like more football left in him? Yeah, I mean he went out with leading the league in touchdowns and yards. No, he obviously can still play. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt there. Um, and and Brady said he's still got unfinished business. Even he wants after to win a, he wants his eighth ring, is that it? I mean, what else could it be? He won't he, get it. He, yeah, you will. He'll get if he if he he's gonna play until he gets one, dude. He's not going to. get All it. right, we'll see. Unfortunately for us, that this, means this, at least would, for you me, you wouldn't be the first guy to say, "Oh, Brady's not gonna win another one." True, you would you, not. You know all those clips of uh, Max Kellerman? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like Jesus. 2014. He's like, this, this is like <laughs> pre pre Brady. He's like four more rings. He's like, oh, Tom Brady's washed up. He's at the cliff. He's at the cliff. Four more you, 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 you get an alpha like Tom. He's just that's what he is. He's an alpha. He's like you know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. What say it? Will what? not win another okay. Super Bowl. Well, soundbite. Right. Sound I'm gonna need a receipt for that. Got it. We'll, we'll have it. We'll Save have it. it for you. Save it. Yep. Save it. It's because, because, it. because yeah. just filming. Because coming out the AFC for the next twenty years, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, twenty years, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. He's not beating them. I don't yeah. care. He's not beating them. We'll see, man. He couldn't beat Matt Stafford. He's I'm not no, trying to hear none of that. He's only got to beat him one night. And he ain't going to do it. Dude. Fair enough. But, you know, the Bucks defense blew the game against the Rams. They're, 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 they're down 27-3. They're down 27-3. They came back and tied the game. So the, the Bucks the Bucks defense blew it when they held them the last to drive. no points? On the last drive. For the, like, on the last drive. the whole they, second on, half? The last, no, they played great in the second half, blah, blah, blah. But they blew the game like the, when they, they needed to get a stop. Man. That's just how it is, dude. Tom Brady scored three points. He scored twenty seven points. He scored three points. They was down twenty seven to three. Tied, they? And then he proceeded to tie the game. Man, you you was ready to turn the game off. I was. I promise you, I did not turn. The man, game you ready I didn't. To turn the I game didn't off. turn it off. But I was. I'm sitting there watching. Kobe, you like, like, man, it's over. Somewhere in my head, yeah. But then the other the other part of my head is like, this is Tom Brady, and this could yeah. actually turn around. Yeah. Brady didn't even look good when it was coming back. He should have shut it down. Brady didn't, didn't look good. He didn't good. look good on that 50-yard touchdown pass from Mike Evans. No, he didn't. Just <laughs> Jalen Ramsey literally tripped and fell over himself. He didn't but look he, good. That throw wasn't good, though. Like the spiral in the air, 50 yards. He's talking about a spiral. Throw. We talking about a spiral. From an NFL Kobe. quarterback. Kobe, we talking about a spiral from, from an NFL quarterback. quarterback. Just, I know a, what you mean. I know it was what you a beautiful mean. Hey, we'll throw. catch y'all next week. Shout out to all my peoples. I love y'all. <laughs> it was a beautiful we'll looking throw. We'll catch y'all next week. I'm done. All right, bro. All right, bro.
Yeah, wait, hold on. He's, he's, got, he's got something to say. He's got something to say. He's back. Get the headphones on. Shorty. <laughs> NFL quarterback, seven rings. You didn't like that spiral? <laughs> no, no, no. You notice, notice how I said 50 Kobe, yards? I, I get said up. 50 yard spiral like, in the air. Like, Kobe, I get up right now and go in the middle of the street in the dark and throw a <laughs> throw 50 a yard spiral. Man. You can throw 50 yards? Kobe, I get up right now. Yards? On East Park Street and go throw a fifty yard spiral. Tyshawn, you can throw a fifty yards. You didn't like that spiral. Come on, man. I don't think, you, I don't think you can ourselves. throw fifty yards. I don't think you can throw fifty yards, Ty. What you want to bet? Fifty yards. Hey, we're in the dome. Next rent on it. We're in the dome tomorrow. We gonna bet find your, out. Bet your rent on it right now. We gonna find uh, out. Rent your rent. I will not. I, how about we just no, general? No, remember, hey, remember hey, last hey. time? The last two times you said you want to bet on it. I've been correct. I'm uh, live on the podcast. The All last right. two times. We're gonna be in the so dome with it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find yards, out. Fifty we'll yards find would out. be extremely impressive. I'm not saying you can't do it. I just would be surprised if you could. I mean, that's all I had as far as as far as Tom Brady goes. So, hey, I'm, oh, says, the only other thing, yeah, that spiral, though. the only other <laughs> thing, yeah, you can't throw a duck. The only other thing is that uh, does this mean that Gronk might come back for another run with Tom? I hope so. That'd Gronk, be another thing, awesome. interesting thing. Gronk's yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. I like Gronkowski. I do, it's hard not to like. Yeah, lovable, Ta- lovable just, doofus. I should disagree with me on something. Look at that. He said a spiral though. <laughs> I wish hey, I can't wait till we till y'all start like seeing us. Jimmy looked me straight on my face. He say, So you didn't like that that, that deep ball to Mike Evans? You didn't like that spiral? <laughs> Bro, thank you what? all for tuning in to Division One Reject. If you made it this far, uh, we appreciate you more than most. Uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in, all the continued support. Big things coming for us in the near future here and video version of the podcast very soon. Yes, sir. Uh, so you can see all of our of our smiling yeah, face yep. in the studio. We so, love y'all. Yeah, uh, thank shout you very out the much. Candy lady. Shout out to the, what? The candy lady. The candy lady. Hey, shout yeah. out Nate Dog, giving us those uh, girl no bars and milk every day. There you go, man. Shout out to Nate Short. That's his last name, by it the way. It is short. I knew that. Shout out my Nate mama. Short. <laughs> shout out Aubrey. Shout out Pops. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Instagram at Division One Rejects and Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects. Shout out my grannies. <laughs>